Hey, welcome to the Agency Blueprint, the podcast for agency owners looking to explore strategies for scaling a truly profitable agency, reducing stress, and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, business coach and contract CFO to agencies. To download a free copy of my international best-selling book, The Agency Blueprint, go to creativeagencysuccess.com. Hey, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about value-based pricing. It's actually one of my favorite topics because I know that it creates a lot of value for my clients and for agency owners. Um, it's going through value-based pricing. Where I'm going to teach you how to be able to three times to 10 times your average hourly earning for your agency and how you can honestly work less and make more. Uh, it's one of the keys to being able to uh, achieve what I refer to as financial retirement, which is the ability to engage or disengage with your agency or your business uh, as you see fit. And um, being able to actually have your agency go from being uh, cash flow to actually being an asset that you own. I know it sounds like a large promise. And over the next 30 minutes or so, I'm going to be going through how you can actually implement this for your agency and how much of an impact it can actually have. And I'm actually going to go through some examples of how agencies have been able to implement it and the the types of changes that it's had for them. Typically speaking, when I'm talking with agency owners, you are neck deep in reporting, you're neck deep in utilization ratios, you're neck deep in the work. And when it comes to value-based pricing, you're able to, um, or the billable hour, I should say, sorry, um, you're focused on the utilization ratios, the billable rate, and the headcount. That's really the only way to increase revenue. It's not by being able to establish higher value. It's not by increasing the ROI that you're accomplishing for your clients. It's purely on headcount. It's purely on utilization. And that that either blended rate or that bill rate for that specific individual. And this cycle really is a nightmare for agencies because it creates a lot of risk the higher headcount you have. If you lose a client, you're having to cut back headcount, you're having to lose cash flow, you're um, significantly impacting the bottom line while you refill that revenue. And it's it's really um, can be catastrophic sometimes for agencies in creating that cycle where you end up making decisions that you don't want to have to make in order to ensure that the agency continues to survive. So you end up compounding in a lot of instances that I see is a um, decision that you felt that an agency owner made a decision that you felt was necessary at the time to get to tomorrow. And then that that decision gets compounded and compounded and compounded into a place that you look at your agency and it's not even recognizable to what you thought it was initially and what you actually set out to accomplish. When you look at the hourly billing model, I mean, really, it's an old, old model that was created in the, in the early 1900s and really should have been left at that point. Um, it's being used by a lot of industries, but used very heavily in the creative service space and for marketing agencies. So when you look at the hourly billing model, and for this example, you've got 2,080 hours for an average full-time person in the U.S. at um, 30, let's say it's 30 employees, so you have a total of 62,400 hours at an 80% utilization ratio, giving us roughly 50,000 or 49,920 billable hours. And we'll call the blended rate at $145 an hour blended rate, giving us a total revenue potential of 7.3238 million. Um, And let's say that we write off 30%, which is a pretty standard sort of amount that I see that's happening across the board of write off in time, you end up writing off 2.171 million, ending with a total revenue, gross revenue of $5.06 million. And frequently I see write-offs that exceed that number. And any time when you're actually seeing write-off, I'd much rather see write-up 
which is a thing that I don't really see on clients that are being onboarded and agencies that are just starting out um, when looking at this value-based model. So it's an extreme sort of pain point. When you're focusing on utilization ratios, you're really, what you're doing is you're trying to focus and making sure that every moment that you're team member is working, that they are properly utilized and that it's a billable hour that they're able to obtain from that time. And what you end up doing is losing talent. You're really incentivizing slower workflows. So you end up putting in your team member's mindset that for every hour that they're working on a client project, that it's actually earning money for the agency. But as you know, in practicality, that when you are actually going through the billing process, that you end up marking time down because it either shouldn't have taken that long. You don't believe that the client's going to pay that much. Um, it's going outside of the budget for that project, whatever that might be, you end up typically writing off and, and typically I see anywhere between 30 to 70% in a write off. And if your agency is anywhere similar, it's something that could really this value based pricing model and fixed model can really have a huge impact for you. Some agencies that I've seen go through this from a three, like I mentioned, a three to 10 times growth in their average hourly earning and a gaining capacity. So what ends up happening when you look at things and you've changed the mindset of the way that your team members are operating and you and you've changed the focus to looking at things more on I've got a 10 hour budget to complete this, they're actually going against the clock. Sometimes they go over, but a lot of times I actually see over time of having this type of model in place, you actually see that your team members are starting to get things done more on budget. And typically speaking, once you actually have proper KPIs, you're able to get them to come under budget. And that's because you're incentivizing them that to get this project done sooner, to get it done under budget. And it's something that is a, a different mindset when it comes to the average hourly earning, the, the billable hour that typically you see agencies operating under. And so with that change in mindset, you can see a 15 to 35% capacity gain in your team members across the board. So following this example, if you're able to gain that three times um, and that, that efficiency gain, you're able to gain 9,360 hours on that same model of that 30 employees that I'm talking about and could potentially have 15 million in revenue rather than the five. And it's extreme, um, can have extreme impact as you can imagine, right? Same number of employees, same cost of operations, but making three times the revenue. And I'm sure it sounds familiar, right? That you're go currently going through on a monthly basis and even semi-monthly basis, you're going through your billing process and you're writing off a, you're writing off potentially millions of dollars a year. And unfortunately, when I start with a lot of agency owners, they don't know the to the extent that they actually have those write-offs. And some agencies have seen write off 50% of their total billable hours, 70% of their total billable hours, and not recognizing that they're leaving millions of dollars on the table because either they didn't believe that they could bill, like I mentioned, or it's going outside of the client's scope. And again, because we're incentivizing the wrong type of work. So switching to the value-based fee model, what our focus is on is actually on the client's um, ROI and what we're actually going to be able to accomplish for that client. So going into thinking about, uh, let's say that it is a, a direct marketing campaign that's a brand awareness campaign that we're looking to be able to increase um, market c concentration or market um, awareness and that we're expecting to have a sales increase of a 2x on marketing spend or 4x and even a 10x on marketing spend if you're doing a, a direct advertising campaign. And so the thought is, if you're looking at the amount of money that you're going to spend and you're going to be able to obtain a 10x ROI, 
you're going to have any financial advisor, any business person saying any day, every day, I will put, I will put a dollar in if I can take $10 out. Why wouldn't you be doing that? And when you look at the ROI that a lot of agencies are, are creating for their clients, you are rock stars at what you do. You're really creating and, and being able to help launch brands, make, have them increase in, in sales value, have them increase in, in awareness. You are being able to create products uh, from web design to product design that really are able to captivate a market. And without you, these products and these companies really wouldn't exist the way that they do today. And that is because of you. And without you, and you're a pivotal, pivotal piece to their business operations, and you are the only ones not benefiting from your work. And why is that? Uh, Honestly, sit for a moment and think, why are you and why is your agency the only one not benefiting from the work that you're able to accomplish? I often hear um, that Agency owners believe that this model just isn't going to work for me. My services and the type of services that I offer just build by the hour. Or my clients are just not going to accept this type of change. And I mean, honestly, I've, I have never seen uh, more than a 20% loss in clients. And um, what I've actually had a conversation not too long ago with a client about making this switch from their hourly billing model to a fixed fee model. And the comment that he was saying was, well, I may potentially lose clients by 20%. So the increase that we were looking at was between 35 to 40% increase in revenue. But we're going to lose 20% of clients of the existing revenue. So in the end, the way that it ended up working out is that we're actually making more money for less to work. And that's worst case scenario. For me, that sounds a win-win no matter what. And it honestly sounds like a best case scenario to me. And so if you look at your clients and actually start having a conversation with them, and obviously the positioning that you actually go to uh, to your clients when you're talking about this is extremely important, um, but it's actually something that can create a lot of buy-in from your clients, and as long as it's being positioned correctly and having them in position from a point of how you're creating value, so you're eliminating the unknown, you're making sure that the client's going to be on budget, it, it, it allows for the client to get a lot of buy-in, and it also is creates a lot of a great impact for your agency as well. So in an example of a small PR agency, um, they started with me at an $818,000 in revenue. And in less than 12 months, they were able to increase to 1.02 million. And the piece that I find that is really truly beneficial, aside from the 25% revenue growth in less than 12 months, was the fact that they were able to increase their billable hour, um, their average hourly earning by 31.5% going from $127 average hourly earning to $167 average hourly earning. So in this space, typically, um, you're seeing anywhere between 75, uh, but 70, 75 to $100 on an average hourly earning. And that's all revenue divided by all hours in the business, administrative, billable, and every single moment that it takes to actually operate the agency is how I like to look at it rather than that blended rate. Because I mean, realistically speaking, it doesn't matter whatever your billable rate is. If you don't bill it, it's not revenue. So I like to look at the actual revenue divided by all the hours that it took to produce, including administrative time. So this agency was able to increase their profits quite significantly by um, just making that shift and and in less than 12 months. So the formula to success when it comes to implementing the value-based model is really it starts with understanding what your agency objective is going through some analysis of your existing business, 
creating standardized pricing for all of your services and, and really building a template that allows for you to be able to ensure that that project is actually going to be profitable from a dollars and cents perspective, and then actually going through and developing a process for implementation. So from a company objective perspective, what you want to know is the objective, is it just to increase your average hourly earning? Is it to increase efficiency and capacity? Are you trying to limit scope creep? What exactly are you looking to accomplish from this this initiative and this goal? Going through your existing agency to see what services are profitable, what, what services are most efficient, what services does the actual industry that you're serving need to be able to help them uh, create the most value and to help them accomplish their goals. And the one, the one that I find to be most important is what services do you actually enjoy delivering? So this is the piece that I see so many agency owners and, and the agency executives missing is that get down to brass tacks of what you actually enjoy doing you created your agency because you enjoyed doing an aspect of whether it was media buying, whether it was web design, whether it was creative work, whether it was brand work. You created your agency because you enjoyed going through your creative process. And from the point that you actually started your agency to today, it's changed quite significantly. Get back to what you actually are passionate about and what you enjoy. And then getting to standardized pricing, that what I often see is that pricing is so varied from one project to the next. And it'll be the exact same scope of work, but it's built based on what you thought the that client would expect and that what that client was um, able to afford. And so it's 100% based on gut. There's no historical data that's taken into account. There's no um, value that's taken into account. And really, sometimes it's not even hours that are taken into account and why there's so many hours that are written off. So I want you to actually take some time to look at the services that you're offering and create a template that allows for you to say, hey, this is how much how much agency resources it's actually going to take. This is what my minimum margin is going to need to be for me to be able to, one, cover my administrative expense to run the agency, and m- most importantly, right, what it's going to take for me to be able to obtain a profit. If you're in business, the you're in business to earn a profit, and you want to make sure that you are earning that profit. So creating a template that allows for you to ensure before actually signing a contract with a client that your agency is actually going to benefit from that project. And then going through an implementation to make sure that you have all of the people that are going to need to be involved in that sales process, understand it from your clients to your salespeople and to your account executives, making sure that they understand how to propose based on this new formula and this new format. And again, I know that um, in a lot of instances, agencies still think that, hey, this isn't going to work for my business and that it may not work for my service offering, I I guarantee you that it can and it will. It's just a matter of taking the time to actually put down uh, to pen and paper, putting together a process that allows for it to to really take hold. So um, it's been even effective in instances where there's a lot of external costs, like experiential marketing agencies, being able to actually understand what those variable costs are going to be having an understanding of exactly how much that's going to actually take, and even in in items of large budget video production and having fixed costs. So typically speaking, when when it comes to video production, you're talking about having margin that you're actually building into the budget and something that you're agreeing upon with the agency that you're working with or with the client, the brand that you're working with. And you can actually get into a fixed fee model even with that as well. It's just making sure that you have the model built out well. One of the biggest impacts from this model that I see 
is the cultural and business impact that you have. And that cultural impact is so huge. And so I'm sure that you deal with this on a regular basis, but having your sometimes even your top talent coming to you and telling you that they're overworked, that they are um, feeling overwhelmed by the work that they currently have to get out the door because you're pushing to make sure that they have that utilization ratio or they're getting as much work out the door for the agency to make money and that incentive of that slower workflow and making a move to making things be done quicker and having more dollars for the work that they're actually being able to provide creates better work-life balance. And it allows for projects to be done more efficiently. It allows for a whole lot less overtime. It allows for better employee engagement. It it allows for less attrition. And I mean, when you have happier service providers, because I mean, realistically speaking, that's what agencies are. We're selling our talent, our team. And if we have happy people that are working for us, we're going to have happier clients because that's really the product that we're selling is our talent and our team. And so it's incredibly important to make sure that they are work-life balance and that they are not feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And the more that we can create that better culture at the agency, the better off that our service is going to be, the happier that our clients are going to be. And as I mentioned before, you can have a 15 to 35% efficiency gain that I've seen happen pretty much automatically after the implementation of this, this new model. It allows for, uh, like I said, better service to be delivered to the clients as well. And some of this is also impacted by the fact that with you not having to have that onerous of the amount of time um, on that specific project and you have clients that are not able to afford the budgets, you're actually able to eliminate clients that are, that are not in the ideal range that you're actually wanting to work with and actually being able to charge clients that you enjoy working with higher value a cost per project or for that retainer. And you're able to actually focus on the work that... Um, that the that the team is enjoying and you're actually able to actually better service those clients because you have more time allocated to them because you're trying you're charging those harder those larger fees because of this better service uh, you have more client interaction better client interaction and you have improved client relationships which really just leads to higher value which allows for us to really be able to um, to validate the fees that we're charging that cultural shift that I was talking about allows for the team to also believe in the value that they're providing for clients. And um, that causes for the team to be a lot a lot happier and more engaged in the work that they're doing. And then the focus is actually on providing client value, focusing on what the client is looking to accomplish and making sure that that client gets the value out of that product. And so what's so, so incredibly important, right, is making sure that we accomplish that ROI that the client's looking for and making sure that they're getting the end work product that they need in order for it to make sense for them. And with this change, you're also being able to see a very dramatic shift in the owner's life. Typically, I see that the agency owners are now able to disengage more. They're not having to put out as many fires. They're not as involved in the work because the team is more engaged in actually creating that value for the client. And it has such a significant impact on the agency's life. And then ultimately, as well, creates um, what is able to create what so many agencies right now or see as a fleeting thing. Um, but so important to a business, profit. It's able to increase their average hourly earning, and it has such a massive, significant impact on the bottom line. When going through the implementation process, I I think about it in in essentially a three 
step approach. The first approach you want to just have essentially a change in thought and how you're looking at engagements with clients. You want to have an approach to the current clients, existing clients, and then how are you going to actually position the value to new prospects and new relationships that you're currently fostering as well. So that change in thought, you want to start understanding how you're going to be able to uh, communicate that value and truly understanding and accepting the value that you're providing to your clients and thinking about the ROI and the results that you're providing to your clients, making sure um, that making sure that your agency is growing and that you're able to um, ensure that you're achieving the client's goals and that um, being able to communicate that goal accomplishment to the to the client. And honestly, one of the things that I find so incredibly important about it too is just owning your own value and recognizing that you have that value, being passionate about your value and really recognizing that you shouldn't be devaluing yourself and your agency and your team's time when, you, when you're actually looking at the value and you're considering exactly what you're able to accomplish for your clients, it allows you for you to ha- even just have a, that mind shift in, in how you look at what your work is on a day-to-day basis. When you're looking at how to approach existing clients, you want to make sure that you have very clear messaging on exactly why you're doing it and not looking at it and how and, and just specifically trying to um, explain the reason why and that you're actually talking about it from a point of, again, value to them and not actually trying to pivot from a place of explanation, but from a, a position of how it's actually going to have a positive impact on themselves. So the, the two things that are the, the primary things that really clients are interested in is that they're not going to have a variance in any billing anymore, and that there's not going to be any budget overages, that they know exactly what they're going to be billed, they know exactly when they're going to be billed, and they know exactly the amount so that they can manage their own cash flow, they can make sure that they're managing their own budgets, and that they're not going to have that variance. And it's so incredibly important. And then when you're talking about uh, fostering these new client uh, relationships and how you're able to position that that value as well, is just starting from a point of understanding what their goals are and talking about their goals with them, making sure that they hear that you understand them and that you understand um, how to accomplish their goals and that you're able to eloquently describe to them exactly how you're going to accomplish that goal for them and how realistically speaking your agency is their best course of action and that it's not so much um, that whether they should engage with you or not but that the option only is to engage with you that it would be better off that they would be worse off if they didn't engage with you and so that you want to make sure that when you're having those conversations that they feel that you are going to be able to create that value before you even have proposed the price at this point You want to have what is referred to as conceptual buy-in so that they know that they want to work with you. And at this point, it is actually just talking about making sure that they can afford it. So earlier, I mentioned how it can be uh, implemented in even experiential marketing agencies. So I wanted to give you an example of what actually happened working with an experiential marketing agency. So this agency specifically went from a 1.2 annual revenue to a 9.85 annual revenue. When we started working with them, they were a total of eight employees. They had an average of 72 average hourly earning right smack dab in the average that you typically see. Unfortunately, they also had $320,000 in current debt and their cash flow was actually negative. They were in a a bad cash flow position. 
So they, at this point, were just surviving. They had experienced a fairly dramatic decline in revenue, and they had to lay off a number of employees. What I did find was extremely uh, amazing about this is one, like I mentioned, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the experiential marketing space, uh, there's a lot of fixed cost that goes into events and the management of this and making sure that you have that that, that cost and that um, what you tend to see is that there's ancillary costs when you're actually looking at a price sheet for experiential marketing that it's going to be this much cost per hour to activate the event that you're going to have a brand ambassador is this XYZ cost and it's built on this very uh, complicated way rather than just having a fixed cost. And having that fixed cost for experiential marketing uh, typically doesn't happen too often, um, but actually being able to go through and implement this for them was actually created such an extreme change for them. So that $9.85 million that they ended up at in that 24-month period of time, they were able to only increase the number of employees that they had from 8 to 10. And as you can imagine, this had a huge impact on their average hourly earnings. So they went from $72 an hour to $473 an hour. That's a 556% increase, 5.5x increase. That's just wild with a 720% increase in revenue. And in that same time frame, they were able to limit all the, eliminate all their debt. So I know that it works for agencies across the board. It doesn't really matter specifically what service offering you have. It's something that you can implement. And like I, like I said before, I know that it can be scary going through a change like this. And really what you need to decide is, how your agency is to bill, how much profit you actually want to make, and how you want to operate your agency. What I what I see so frequently is that when it comes to agency owners, um, a lot of your fears can get in your own way. And I highly recommend that you take a look at your agency, where you are today, where you want to be, and make sure that you are not making decisions based on fear, but you're making decisions based on the passion of what you actually initially set to in creating your agency in the first place and making the decision based on what you want your own lifestyle to be. We're in business, uh, we're all in business to earn profit. We're all in business and initially with the idea that it was going to create more freedom for ourselves and actually create that reality for yourself. Don't let that reality become fleeting. Make the decision today to change your life for the better. Thank you for joining us today on the Agency Blueprint Podcast. To find out more, go to agencyblueprintpodcast.com. For links mentioned in this episode, please check out the show notes. As always, go to creativeagencysuccess.com to jumpstart your agency today.